I will never forget the day when my mum phoned me to tell me that my childhood friend Joshua had died by suicide. We were both 17 years old. Having left his home county of Cornwall to go and live on the Orkney Islands, Josh fell in love for the first time. His heart was broken and in what can only be perceived as a moment of hopelessness and despair, he took an overdose. I don't think I've ever quite recovered from that phone call. I think about him all the time and what his life would look like now if he'd been able to express his feelings to someone, if someone around him had noticed, if I hadn't have been at the opposite end of the country. And I know I'm not alone. Many of you may have experienced these feelings of confusion and sorrow as well. Suicide is terrible and traumatizing to those left behind. And more often than not, deeply unstabilizing emotionally. As we try to imagine how this could have happened. I considered whether we would talk about this today. This is a triggering subject for many, but it is the lack of openness, the sweeping of this painful subject under the carpet that I believe leads people to feel so utterly alone and struggling with profound mental health problems that result in terrible consequences. Today is Suicide Prevention Awareness Day. And as the mother of a boy and someone who has experienced the loss of a very young friend, I am acutely aware that the stats around suicide, particularly for men under the age of 40, are terrifying. In fact, it is the biggest cause of death for men in that age bracket. Traditionally, the church and the law have painted suicide as a deeply shameful act and until recently illegal. But thankfully, as a country and as a worshipping people, that totally unjust narrative has been reframed significantly alongside the language that is used and the attitude towards extreme despair and mental health issues that leads wonderful people to find themselves in that, to most of us, unrecognisable space. I've often spoken to you about a reason to be confident and to have hope as Christians, but what do we do when we can no longer muster any positive feelings, any sense of purpose or any desire to go on? Life is fraught with difficulties, with tragedies, with unexpected failure and anxiety. In a society that rates success and achievement above compassion and well-being, we must recognise that we are severely stacking the odds against many young people who can so easily believe that they are insignificant and without value. In our scriptures today, I believe that we are being told an extremely important message, something deeply profound, but also very practical. 
a message that communication is paramount for the health and survival of community life. If we are to thrive, then we cannot shy away from difficult conversations. Jesus is giving us a seminar on conflict management. Jesus clearly tells us that if we are feeling wronged, then we must share those feelings and speak out, and that those who are at the other end of this dialogue must learn to listen. Jesus puts this calling into a sacred space. It's a clear, concise instruction, one that we are to take seriously as people of God. These are challenging conversations to have. It's not easy to voice our innermost feelings, especially when they are ones that we have been told are shameful. But there is absolutely no shame or weakness in asking for help or indeed offering it. And in that twist in the tale that Jesus so often throws into the mix, he tells us that if we gather to tackle these most challenging issues, the ones that we are frightened to confront, he will be there to support and encourage. And isn't that the way of things? We can spend sleepless nights worrying about a forthcoming conflict, only to find that when we finally get in the room, it's not nearly as bad as all those dark nights of the soul predicted. When Jesus implies that whatever happens here on earth is some way reflected in heaven and vice versa, I wonder whether what he's really getting at is that the art of difficult conversations and resolving conflict is somehow manna from heaven, a gift and a taste of that ultimate reconciliation to come. There's nothing more difficult than asking someone if they are having suicidal thoughts. That conversation is high up on the list of ones that none of us want to have. But it is a conversation that saves lives. Friends, we are not alone. Even in the darkest moments of despair, the Lord of Light reaches out to us. He tells us that where two or three gather in my name, I am there. This is his manifesto, that we must seek to build community in the darkest corners of the world so that no one ever feels alone and unheard as people call to love one another and to serve the most vulnerable, let's once more come to his table, broken and blessed. Mm -hmm.